I don't believe it, of course, said Golan Trevise, standing on the wide steps of Selden Hall and looking out over the city as it sparkled in the sunlight. Terminus was a mild planet with a high water-land ratio. The introduction of weather control had made it all the more comfortable and considerably less interesting, Trevise often thought. I don't believe any of it, he repeated and smiled. His white, even teeth gleamed out of his youthful face. His companion and fellow councilman, Munley Kampor, who had adopted a middle name in defiance of Terminus tradition, shook his head uneasily. What don't you believe? That we saved the city? Oh, I believe that. We did, didn't we? And Selden said that we would, and he said we would be right to do so, and that he knew all about it five hundred years ago. Kampor's voice dropped, and he said in a half-whisper, Look, I don't mind your talking like this to me, because I take it as just talk. But if you shout it out in crowds, others will hear. And frankly, I don't want to be standing near you when the lightning strikes. I'm not sure how precise the aim will be. Trevise's smile did not waver. He said, Is there harm in saying that the city is saved? And that we did it without a war? There was no one to fight, said Kampor. He had hair of a buttery yellow, eyes of a sky blue, and he always resisted the impulse to alter those unfashionable hues. "'Have you never heard of civil war, Kampor?' said Trevise. He was tall, his hair was black, with a gentle wave to it, and he had a habit of walking with his thumbs hitched into the soft-fibred sash he always wore. "'A civil war over the location of the capital?' The question was enough to bring on a Selden crisis. It destroyed Hannes's political career. It put you and me into the council last election, and the issue hung. He twisted one hand slowly back and forth, like a balance coming to rest on the level. He paused on the steps, ignoring the other members of the government and the media, as well as the fashionable society types who had finagled an invitation to witness Selden's return— or the return of his image, at any rate. All were walking down the stairs, talking, laughing, glorying in the correctness of everything, and basking in Selden's approval. Trevise stood still and let the crowd swirl past him. Kampor, having walked two steps ahead, paused. An invisible cord stretched between them. He said, "'Aren't you coming?' "'There's no hurry.' They won't start the council meeting until Mayor Brano has reviewed the situation in her usual flat-footed, one-syllable-at-a-time way. I'm in no hurry to endure another ponderous speech. Look at the city. I see it. I saw it yesterday, too. Yes, but did you see it five hundred years ago when it was founded? Four hundred ninety-eight, Kampor corrected him automatically. Two years from now, they'll have the hemi-millennial celebration, and Mayor Brano will still be in office at the time, barring events of, we hope, minor probability. We hope, said Trevise dryly. But what was it like five hundred years ago when it was founded? One city. One small city occupied by a group of men preparing an encyclopedia that was never finished— of course it was finished. Are you referring to the Encyclopedia Galactica we have now? 
What we have isn't what they were working on. What we have is in a computer, and it's revised daily. Have you ever looked at the uncompleted original? You mean in the Harden Museum? The Salver Harden Museum of Origins. Let's have the full name, please, since you're so careful about exact dates. Have you looked at it? No. Should I? No, it isn't worth it. But anyway, there they were, a group of encyclopedists forming the nucleus of a town, one small town in a world virtually without metals, circling a sun isolated from the rest of the galaxy, at the edge, the very edge. And now, five hundred years later, we're a suburban world. The whole place is one big park with all the metal we want. We're at the center of everything now.